0: Hi, it's Terry McCarty, and uh, after a little bit of a hiatus, uh, uh, welcome again to uh, Reviews and Otherwise, and uh, to get things started, uh, Moon Age Daydream, the David Bowie Bowie documentary as uh, interpreted by director Brett Morgan, and... uh, Starts off quite well, uh, soundtracked uh, to Hello Space Boy, and uh, during uh, a lot of the first hour uh, really good uh, deft uh, summary of the Ziggy Stardust era but uh, Morgan's kind of pick and choose so the young Americans period uh, is uh, ignored and uh, a lot of the uh, last two decades uh, the same because he likes the idea of uh, Bowie as uh, Starman is a creature from another world and uh, that's pretty much the film's uh, through line and uh, uh, I recommend it if it's still at a theater near you in the IMAX version uh, that's the ideal way to see it and uh, it is very well mixed in terms of uh, of the uh, uh, sound in that Uh, have not seen it in the uh, quote unquote regular version so uh, no comment there Um, but uh, three stars out of five and uh, next would be Uh, Greg Matola's Confessed Fletch, and who would have thought in 2022 we live in an era where uh, good and competently made films uh, are either well, let's say roll of the dice like Something that's good and competent, uh, like Top Gun Maverick does uh, 700 mil uh, and counting, and uh, one wonders uh, how much people are nostalgic uh, for the uh, Djangoism of 1986, or just uh, like like the idea of Cruise, uh, replicating his uh, younger self as he's on the cusp of uh, well, yeah, I think he's now 60. So uh, Greg Matola who's uh, good at uh, medium budget uh, ensemble uh, pictures uh, going from Day Trippers to Superbad uh, uh, to Adventureland and uh, with this, uh, John Hamm gets the wisecracks of uh, of the Irwin Fletcher character as is established by Chevy. Uh, does that uh, quite well, and uh, it's more of a move toward the. Uh, throwback, I guess you could say that word, the, uh, early to mid-70s, uh, craze for adapting, uh, comic crime novels by Donald Westlake, and, uh, less of the Chevy puts on so he disguises, and you hear, and you hear the, uh, uh, electronic of, of, the Harold Valtemeyer's score, and, uh, this as uh, David Arnold, who's best remembered as uh, finding a bridge between the old style of John Barry and something more modern uh, in the era when he uh, was doing Bond scores, and that was pretty much uh, like Pierce Brosnan's uh, tenure. So it's a little bit of a uh, little bit of pop a little bit of uh, jazz combo and uh, anyway uh, probably the high point in terms of scene partner interaction is the ki- kitchen apartment scene between Ham and Annie Momolo not giving anything else away uh, with that and That just goes on to prove that, uh, you know, especially with comedies, uh, there are few better scene partners than John Hamm, uh, even if he's just in a scene uh, reacting. So moving on from that, uh, Don't Worry Darling, which uh, I'll quickly say a few words about without... uh, hype, uh, over the pre-release, uh, leaks, alleged scandals, uh, whatever. And, uh, regarding Olivia Wilde as filmmaker, uh, I thought, uh, book smart was good, but uneven and, uh, uh, this is uneven too, but in a in a different way. It's uh, well shot by Matthew Mabatik, uh, well designed, uh, and uh, and she can certainly direct actors. It's just the premise is uh, without uh, giving too much away. Uh, Stepford Wives with a uh, third act uh, twist that probably could have uh, been done better, and it has the feel of a film that in the post production phase was probably uh, had notes and suggestions from the people running New Line uh, WB. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, well, let's talk about the god-awful uh, loud musical score, which does a <gasps> kind of uh, crap that uh, I thought would have... Stopped and been brought to a dead halt uh, with uh, Mike White's uh, first season of The White Lotus. And uh, anyway, um, don't worry, darling, uh, two and a half stars out of five. Uh, see it, bargain if you have to see it in a the theater, well, otherwise. Uh, wait about 45 days, and, uh, and preferably HBO Max over the having to pay like 20 or $24 for a, a premium rental. It's not uh, something that justifies that kind of uh, money. So, um, uh, our IP, Louise Fletcher, and uh, she's kind of known for uh, One Flow Over the Cuckoo's Nest playing Nurse ratchet, but uh, I'm going to recommend uh, the 1983 Douglas Trumbull uh, Brainstorm, which is probably, if not the first, among the first uh, films to deal with some kind of, uh, of virtual reality alternate uh, world uh, such as what we're kind of being sold currently with the meta. And uh, and Louise uh, Fletcher has a somewhat more sympathetic role as, uh, as the uh, scientist colleague and lover of uh, Christopher Walken's character. And uh, it's we're seeing uh, for them for, for the whatever Natalie Wood was able to complete before her uh, passing and uh, and just uh, ideally uh, rent it and uh, watch it letterboxed and uh, oh, unfortunately I don't see uh, unless uh, Amazon can be persuaded it would be nice to see like uh, digital copies or even an old 70 print of the original release version uh, make it back out into the uh, revival house circuit and uh, that's all for right now and I'll be much much more uh, timely in the next few days and uh, i'll have some more recent or current films to talk about soon so thanks ever so much for listening and uh, bye for now